Hey, this is my best friend Carolyn. And this is my best friend David. We are a couple of vodka lovers. With a codependent relationship over a decade long. And this is Will, Will and, and Grace, Grace and, and Vodka. vodka. Cheers. Cheers. Got it. Got it. I did it. Long arms. Mmm. Yummo. I do love vodka. Bonjour. Bonjour. Mon petit fromage. Bonjour, bienvenue, uh, Will and Grace and Vodka. <laughs> I'm David, and I'm home from Paris. David went to Paris, guys. I did. And it looked like you had an amazing time. I did. And I just heard a bunch of stories about it, and it sounds like you had an amazing time. And I brought you a gift. And you brought me a beautiful red beret <laughs> to wear like a real Parisian. Mm-hmm. And it apparently looks they all wear them. Very fetching with your red hair. Thank you very much. I thought about getting a green one, but the only green they had was like a Kelly green. No, because then I, yeah, I would have walked around like a leprechaun. Right. <laughs> like it felt <laughs> like a really aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> you made a good choice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <clears throat> I'm so glad you had a good time. And, and I'm, I'm so glad you're back. I'm really glad to be back. And <laughs> that's the truth. I, um, I had a wonderful, wonderful time. And sometimes, you know, when a vacation ends, you're like, oh, I'm not ready to go back. I was ready. Yeah, 12 was, days is a long time. Um, only 11, but um, still. Still. Like, a long time. And it felt like, it felt like I missed, like, a month of news. You did. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I tried really hard to not keep up with, like, American news, or French news, for that matter. Yeah. But I couldn't read the French news. Um, <laughs> so. Macron. Uh, right. <laughs> We we I saw his house. Saw the French White House. Oh, cool! It's prettier than the White House. Um, yeah, that's not a surprise. It's right off the Champs Elysees. <laughs> oh, listen to you. Um, uh, that was a neat day. That was a big walking day. I tracked my miles uh-huh. every day of of walking, and I walked a grand total of eighty four point four miles in the city of Paris. That is a lot of miles. <gasps> Let me tell you what you missed. Tell me. Everything's still chaos. Cool. And it's getting worse. And it's chaos endorsed by Facebook. Yes. Yep. Apparently. So everything's cool, man. Right. Everything will get solved. Just fine. (laughs) It's all right. Mueller's quietly plugging away and it's gotten worse for Manafort, so it's going to be fine. Hallelujah. Just, I don't know. Drink your vodka. Yes. You know what? Drink with us. Drink to this wonderful episode of this hysterical TV show. And we love you. You love us. Let's get drunk. Let's get drunk. Uh, we are drinking just straight on the rocks CH vodka today mm-hmm. because number one, it's delicious. And number two, we're very lazy. And also I was like, you know, we can justify this by being like, David, you're home. Back to basics. Back to basics. Yeah. We also haven't recorded in two weeks, which feels so weird. I know. So this feels great to be back. Yeah. And it's... thank you, Will and Grace, for taking time off specifically for us well, David was gone, so we didn't have to miss a chaser. Can't tell you how much we appreciate. Honestly. I mean, thank you so much. Um, also, we haven't recorded in three weeks. Uh, that's You know what? That's right, because we spent the last night just you and me and Aaron. Yeah. Well, we did a chaser. Right, but we but haven't like We haven't done a episode. full episode in three weeks. How does this work again? I know, right? Like, what do we do? I mean, that was like... The same length as our season break. Yeah, weird. <laughs> <clears throat> but we did put out episodes for you fine people, and we hope you enjoyed them. Because we are what? Dedicated. Dedicated. We planned ahead. 
Mm-hmm. We made sure that you would not have a dry spell, like I did in Paris. Okay. Oh, boy. Because you went to a couple gay bars. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> I went to two. Okay. So, first of all, there was this whole... Okay. Follow me on Instagram, first of all, at Certainly David. But if you followed my story that night, I was alone in my hotel room, and I was like, I really want to go to a gay bar. And... I, as in all things in my life, I did a lot of research, a lot of preliminary Googling, and I found the coolest gay bars, the most fun ones with the best drink specials and like the best reviews and blah, 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 blah. And I chose those to go to. And I went and I had an early dinner so I wouldn't be too full. And like I prepared and I went out and I had to work up some courage to do it. Of course. American gay bars are intimidating to me as it is, but I get to the first one and I am the only person there other than the (laughs) staff. And I'm like, this is so strange. And I was like, is it too early? No, it was 1130 PM (laughs) because I did read that. It was like, don't go out too early because no one will be there. So I had one beer and I went to the next one and it was also empty. Where was all, where were all the Paris gays? I don't know. Uh, probably, I'll tell you what, probably at home, arranging their collections of clutches. Because, as you know, I chose a tote bag very carefully yes. before I left to try and fit in with Parisian gays. Because I was like, well, a backpack just won't cut it. And I picked a great tote bag. I'm very proud of that tote bag. But by the time I got there, they've all graduated to clutches. The men in the gay neighborhood in Paris carry clutches. And they are fucking fierce clutches too they're gorgeous I and they about didn't even one. they didn't tell you no they didn't put it in the memo rude i thought about buying one but like imagine me walking around with like a, a clutch no it's insane <laughs> i would look utterly ridiculous well no you would look like terry cruz who is a very awesome gentleman yes and he carries a clutch because he's like this is way better than pockets <laughs> it's hella better than pockets yeah. to have a tote bag so i am here for clutches for men. Cheers. <laughs> Let's go into business. Clutches for men. <clears throat> clutches for men. The end. Um, hey, Will and Grace. It's a podcast. That Ep- <laughs> it's a TV show is yep. what it is. This is the podcast this about is it. The, right. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm on Parisian time. Get out. I'm, I'm very confused. Oh By your God. American customs. What if I came back with like a, a vague accent like Madonna has? I would unfriend you. <laughs> even if I, if it, even if it was like... Although in Madonna's defense, I now have a Chicago accent. That's true. Because I've lived here for... You live somewhere long enough, you're going to start talking like it. That's true. Not 11 days, David. Mm. <clears throat> Episode 206. <laughs> Jesus. Episode 206, entitled, <laughs> To Serve and Disinfect... Original air date, November 23rd, 1999. We are almost into the 2000s. Ding, dang. Ding, dang. What's that summary, Davey? A recently unemployed Will is challenged by Jack to join his staff as a cater waiter. Meanwhile, Grace discovers a naughty, naughty little secret of Karen's. I like the person who wrote this put naughty twice. I know. And, and used the, the comma correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, trivia. We find out in this episode that Karen's maiden name is Delaney. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Megan Mullally won her first Emmy for Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for a Reel, which included this episode. 
Yay. Which is great. And Grace found out that Karen made a fetish video called Next to Godliness. Scenes from the spanking video were actually shot, but only the audio was aired. God damn it. I know. When I read that this morning, I was like, how dare they? And I I want to know if in some NBC archive, there is the video of this because I want it. I am dying for it. Give it to us, please. I want it. Somebody get on that. Yeah, really. Um, this is a wonderful episode. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really happy that we're talking about it today. I I remember this one pretty well. This is not one that's ingrained in my brain, so it was fun to revisit. Yeah. Um. We open in the empty Will Truman Esquire office. Sad. Sad. Empty. They're sitting on Will's empty desk. Grace and Will. And they're both eating pizza. She's not eating dry lettuce. Thank God. I know. I was so happy. Not a foil bowl of lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> um, he and, well, ding, ding, ding. Oh, okay. Sure. Will's outfit. <laughs> I forget it. What is it? It is. Gray t-shirt. Hmm. White sneakers hmm. that are like somehow inflatable. Just gigantic. They're gigantic. <laughs> and terrible like 90s dad jeans. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. Just, I couldn't... I just swallowed really loudly, sorry. You sure did. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know, it just hit me, and I was like, that is the funniest fucking thing. Because first of all, down dress Will, mm. delicious. Yes. And then you get to the jeans and the shoes, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Gross. Like, those giant jeans pulled all the way up. To his nipples. <laughs> and those huge white sneakers that look like they should, like, they're like moon boots. And they should bounce in places. Well, good for him. He's discovered yeah. a, a, a faster mode of transportation. <clears throat> um, so they're So they're he's had this for four years, this, this office. Mm-hmm. And uh, Grace, Grace says... Can, corrects him. Immediately, because he's like, four years to the day. And she's like, that's not true. Because it was summer. And the window was open, and there was a guy who smelled like, or dead dead man and wool, and wet wool or something. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Uh, but also, like, how do you not remember that, Will? How do you get yeah, it so wrong? Like, I celebrate my business anniversary every year. <laughs> yeah, totally. And also, like... Know this, Will. That, yeah, and like, what... If you weren't right, why would you be like, this is four years to the day? Like, how could you be that wrong? That's very wrong. Why are you so wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Grace says, well, I got to go. You seem okay. And he says, I am. It just feels like I'm missing something. Oh, right. My career. Mm. Yeah, because you you destroyed it. Because you were a jerk. Mm -hmm. Remember, Will? You were a jerk. Remember that? So Grace goes to the door. (laughs) And Jack bursts in and just smacks the door into her face and she falls against the wall. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> and, uh... Big promotion. And, uh, he implies Grace had a nose job. Mm-hmm. Um, to Will privately after Grace exits. And then she pops in the window. <laughs> and she goes, I heard that, you bitch. <laughs> and, and says her nose is all real. 
so she's like, my nose is real, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Jack goes over to the window and he says, I'm sorry, ma'am. You can pick your fries up in the next window while he's lowering the window on her face. Oh, my God. I loved that because, I like, know. they, like... They rib on each other sometimes, but it's kind of rare that there's a little bit of acid in it. Where yeah. It, when she gets to be like, I heard that, you bitch. Like, something about a woman calling a gay man a bitch in a playful way kind of always makes me feel happy. I like. I just think it's cute. Really, bitch? Yeah, like that. <laughs> I love it. Maybe that's why I maybe that's why it reminds me of you. Feels like home. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good betch too. Betch. Betch. Uh So Jack tells Will in a very excited tone that he has been promoted to catering captain, which is big. That's a huge deal. Yeah. And, and he's catering good at promotion. the Waldorf Astoria. Holy fuck. That's fucking fancy this is a big deal for jack yeah and he's like you know will is like okay great like your job is easy and anyone can monkey could do it oh he says a monkey could do your job with a tea towel and a lisp Uh, will 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 is so awful when something bad has happened to him He's, all, he's so awful a lot of the when time. When he's caused something bad to happen to him. He's so awful when good things are happening uh-huh. to him. <laughs> like, Come on, Will. Like, you're already down. You know what it feels like to have your career <clears throat> demeaned to the point where it feels non-existent. Why would you do it to someone you love? Well, he says things about, oh, yeah, all those years in grad school and, you know, talking about his education and what he went through to get to the point in his business that he is or was. Mm. And, you know, so it's coming from a place of pain, but also pain that he brought on himself. And also don't be a dick to your friends, probably. Right. And also fully discounting the years of experience. And on also, like, in New York, being a server is very different than being yeah. a server most other places. You have to spend years working as a server's apprentice, which... Is or not is not always paid, and before you can actually become a server, mm-hmm. and at the Waldorf Astoria in black tie catering, right? Like that's a hell of a lot of training. I'm yeah. not saying it's the same as being a lawyer. I'm just saying like, well, that uh, uh, huge point that this episode made to me was there is no unskilled labor, and I fucking hate that phrase. Hallelujah. Say it again. <laughs> we're just, we're digging right past that comedy until it's not funny anymore. Yeah, make it serious. Um, but there isn't, there is no unskilled labor. Every single job requires you to be on your feet for eight hours a day or, you know, learn how to cook things that you didn't know how to cook before. And I'm talking about those burger flippers that people are so like, oh, why don't you just go flip burgers? That takes skill. There is no unskilled labor. You have to be trained. You have to understand how it works. And for people in customer service, it's fucking terrible. Yes. Uh, yes, God. And you know what? Like, for all of the labor and difficulty that people in, quote unquote, highly skilled professions, you know, go through on a daily basis, other people carry their, like, the the weight of, of their manual labor um, not only physically, but emotionally too. Absolutely. And that takes, it takes skill to get through that with grace and, um, y- 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 you know, grace. <laughs> <laughs> G- 
good one. <laughs> but like really, it and it takes skill to do and you know, I'm air quoting here, unskilled labor jobs. Right. And then go to another one because you're not being paid. Mm-hmm. Because so now you have to have two jobs. Oh, and like it just this is we could do a whole podcast on this. Um, Absolutely. I would love to have a, like a big, long, fat conversation about this. And like fair warning, I have a good feeling that that's what this episode is going to turn into. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we we will go back to Will and Grace we'll now. We'll move on. Yeah. There is no unskilled labor. The end. Um, okay. So so Will is degrading Jack's career for no reason, except that he's in pain. And, and Jack says, he, I bet you couldn't do it. And that's when Will says the monkey line. Right. Uh, Jack dares him to do it. And he agrees. And Jack goes, ha, see, I knew you wouldn't. He's like, Jack, I, I, I said I would. And Jack's like, what just happened? What just happened? And he makes this like squirrel face. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> so it's really funny. <laughs> and he says, well, rent a tux. And Will goes, I have a tux. And Jack goes, no, you don't. I borrowed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good job, Jack. Um, so then we jump to Grace's office. And a repairman is examining the fax. Mm-hmm. Um, remember fax machines? I sure do. Remember having to call someone to repair your fax machine instead of going by and, like, Googling buying a new it. one? <laughs> 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 well, like, if my printer broke right now, I'd be like, well, buy $49 printer. I guess I'm getting another one. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like having someone come to your place and fix it for you for money right like when back when people owned appliances that lasted they lasted you know what you don't just throw a thing out you repair it you don't replace it oh grandpa when did you get here in my day (laughs) the greatest generation before we fucked up literally everything imaginable we, and we were also super racist. We 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 spent a, lo- a good deal of money and emotional energy repairing things that we should have just thrown the fuck away. <laughs> but still well, somehow managed to, to totally destroy the planet. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> things were made differently and things have definitely changed where things are far more disposable now. Totally. So, yeah, but anyway, she's getting the fax machine repaired because Karen decided that she was going to fax a carpet sample or something. <laughs> a fabric sample. Fabric sample. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. And Karen's sitting at Grace's desk. With um, sunglasses on. Mm-hmm. And Grace tries to get her attention. And we re- we discover that Karen has been asleep. Yes. She's like, get off me, Stan. <laughs> and she, so she gets up and she... Uh, She's like, oh, what time is it? You let me sleep that late and I have to go get botulism in my forehead. And (laughs) (laughs) it's really funny. Um, And then the repairman notices her and she leaves. And um, Grace is writing a check to him and he's all excited about her. And he's like, yeah, I've seen her in the movies. And she's like, "Um, Karen's never been in a movie. Right. And... uh, He's like, no, she's she's definitely in a movie. I didn't know until I heard the voice. And 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 Grace is like, well, I get it. People, you know, you're you're mistaken, but it happens all the time. People always mistake me for Julia Roberts. <laughs> He's like, why? Why? Just <laughs> <laughs> like you know, the hair and the smile and the, just a girl standing in front of a boy, asking him to love. I can't look at you. <laughs> but I'm being so earnest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you do that really well. Like that was a very good um, performance of a performance of Notting of Julia Roberts the, and Notting It was Hill. a very good Deborah Messing doing Grace Adler, doing Julia Roberts, <laughs> doing a uh, sex what? worker and pretty woman. Oh, Notting Hill. Wasn't it Notting Hill? I don't know, man. Wait, was it Notting Hill or Pretty Woman? I don't know. The musical. And here's the thing. Look it. I have a beef with Julia Roberts. What is your beef with Julia Roberts? I'm not one to tell tales out of school. Ooh. But uh, as many of you know, my mother's a costume designer. When intrigue. And my mother knows many people. Well, you see, and my mother happens to know somebody to whom Julia Roberts was quite rude indeed. Oh. A dresser of hers mm. for, um, what was she in on Broadway? She was in a play on Broadway. Mm. Really? I know, right? <laughs> um, uh, but she has an Oscar. I don't, David, you're throwing shade at an American treasure. I know. The people may come for me. And you know what? Let them. All right. Okay. I'm here to subvert our culture and to have opinions that very few people carry, like Will and Grace is good. I'm, I'm being facetious. Everybody loves Will and Grace. Everybody in the whole wide world. They better. We do, and that's all that matters. True. So, anyway. Uh... Trust me, that is dead on. <laughs> and then he says, you'll find the movie in the adult movie section. And she says, adult like, what is the movie she says? Some adult movie. No, Studio Canal. No, she she names a, a production company, like a, a heavy sort of production company. Yeah, like a... a in, like A24 yeah. of 1999. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then she said, adult like this or adult like... Gee, it's a good thing you two plumbers have arrived. <laughs> and he goes, the second one. The second one. <laughs> <laughs> Karen's in a porn. <laughs> uh, so we hop over to the Waldorf Astoria, which is totally the Waldorf Astoria, I am sure, in New York City. Uh, definitely there. They totally shot on location. <laughs> um and they're all, all the cater waiters are lined up in their little tuxes. Mm. And um, Jack is speaking into his little headset. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to say, caterers totally utilize headsets. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's necessary. And I love it. Uh, oh, my God. Because I'll go up to them and be like, hey, uh, table six needs, you know, we, we miscounted something there. And we need another place setting. And they'll be like, yes, hi. Uh, hey, Jack, can you run in and get the uh, place setting for table six? You can't uh, see it, but she's like talking into her, <laughs> her um, uh, head, headphone cord. Yeah. But that's that's where the cord is. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just love that because I can just go up to them at any time whenever there's something that needs to be done and, and they'll get it done. And I love caterers. Caterers are hardworking people. They are so amazing. And it's like choreography, watching them flip a ceremony to a reception room. I mean, it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I am in awe of them all the time. And I love working with them. Um, so. <clears throat> Jack is uh, lining up the troops. Yes. And giving and he, them the what for of the night. And he's like barking at them. And then he goes, <gasps> side note, how Madonna is this? <laughs> and they like, that. they all like, <laughs> like. Titter. Do a little, they titter. Yeah. Um. Then, uh, 
Will waltzes in late. He had to go run a tux. Yep. Um, he had all day. He had um, all day. Your business is closed. You weren't working. <laughs> um, but Jack is excited because now they have enough to do ballet service. Right. And uh, what is the joke? What Will says something shitty here. What does he say? I don't remember. He just, he makes fun of the term ballet service. In front of all of his employee, well, his, his subordinates. Right. And so Jack takes him aside and is like, hey, it's fine for you to be a bitch when we're just friends, but you cannot do this at my place of work. Yes. You know, like this, like these people respect me. Like this is my job. Like I'm really, and he's, and he had just expressed how excited he was about this promotion. Right. Um, and this is his first night in charge of the room, like. At the Waldorf. That's a big deal. Right. Um, and, and Will's like, okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. A little. Um, but then, but he pushes back some and he says to, uh, oh no, that comes later. Sorry. I'm getting my timeline mixed up, mixed up a little. Sorry. Let's go on. <laughs> uh, so then he, <laughs> he starts talking into his headset. About something in the kitchen, and I can't deal with this right now. And like, I can't believe this. I'm and, breaking in a newbie. And and Will picks up the end of his headphones and is like, um, there's this is, this is not, not plugged in, plugged into anything. And Jack just storms out, going, "Someone find me the thing that this plugs into." I've said that. I totally said that. <laughs> Someone find me the thing that this plugs into. Also, ding ding ding, I forgot. Oh, ding ding, what? Cummerbunds. Oh, cummerbunds. I think they're cute. They are cute. Anytime someone's wearing a cummerbund, I'm just like, ah, <laughs> you look so silly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all the cater waiters have on cummerbunds. Yeah. And they're all really cute. Also, cummerbund or cummerbund? Cummerbund. No B. No B. Hmm. I think I thought it was cummerbund my whole life because I grew up near a street called Cumberland. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Will and Grace will be back after these messages. And vodka. Will be back after these messages. Sorry. I'm crying. She's okay, folks. She's okay. I also I, just really missed you. I missed you too. I'm so happy to be recording right now. You were talking like three minutes ago and I was like, I'm so happy. <laughs> oh. So. It's definitely cummerbund. It's definitely cummerbund. Got it. Okay. <laughs> now I know. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> then we jump to Grace's office. <laughs> she is sitting. Sitting and watching <clears throat> the porn. The porno. On the television that they inexplicably have in their office. Uh, I would have a television in my office for sure. All right. Um, um, <laughs> dirty little pig boy. Whip crack. <laughs> Grace's face when oh. that happens is like shock. Yeah, like eyes wide as tennis balls. Yeah. <clears throat> also, and... though, I wanted to stop, pause for a moment, mm. and talk about if you found out that a friend of yours was in a porn, I would watch it immediately. Would you really? Yes. I would not. Oh, well, good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, great, yeah. Keep it that way. No, I would definitely not. I mean, I would absolutely. If it were okay, if it were a really close friend, no. 
If it were a Karen to my grace, no. But I will tell you, if it were somebody super hot who I only knew like in passing, uh huh, definitely, 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 definitely. <laughs> but I don't think I could do it with somebody I knew well. <clears throat> I'd watch your porn. That felt like a challenge. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> You're like, don't. Uh. <laughs> don't, uh, don't. Please don't. Uh, so Karen comes in and Grace turns it off. And Karen Karen says, what's going on, honey? What's happening? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And, and Grace says she's watching the feel-good movie of my life. <laughs> and Karen says she doesn't have that much in common with Julia Roberts, so calm down. <laughs> um, and so... Grace turns the porn on and we hear it and Karen is sitting at the desk and she hears this movie come on that she probably hasn't thought about in years. And promptly earns that Emmy. And yes, Megan Mullally gives us this like coughing fit into her compact and there's powder everywhere and she's like on the desk like, oh my God, is it hysterical? Holy fuck. It's so good. It's so good. Um, and and Karen's like, it's not me. And then you immediately hear, what's going on, honey? What's happening? Why aren't you licking the floor? <laughs> <laughs> From the movie. And she's, and then we get some real Karen, mm-hmm. which is exciting. God, I love real Karen. I know. And she's like wondering how the film got into circulation. And uh, she's like, I just, my whole life is ruined. And she goes to the window. Starting to climb out the window. And Grace is like, what the hell? Are you insane? Karen, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> And she leans back in. She's like, nice and cold, clutching a handle of vodka, (laughs) throws the cork, dumps out a cup of pens on Grace's desk and pours a tumbler of vodka, thereby winning our hearts. That's what we should should have been drinking tonight. What? We should have been drinking straight vodka out of big plastic tumblers. Like pencil cups? Yeah. (laughs) You have enough of, you have enough large jars. I do. To drink out of. I do. You're right. We should use these. I mean, the pour is so satisfying, it too. Is. Like, the glug, 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 and then she holds it with both hands and spills a little bit of it. It's just gorgeous. It's, it's so chef's funny. Taste. It's yeah. mwah. Mwah. So then um, Grace is like, how did this even happen? And she says, boy meets girl. And she goes into this whole thing. She's Well, she starts by saying, I was fresh out of college and I was completely broke. Yeah. And to be clear, it is not a porn. It's a fetish film. No, it's a fetish film. And, like, huge difference. Huge difference. Okay. There's no sex in it. Right. And there's... She's not nude. Um, because the guy said, will you do nudity? And she said no. And he said, okay, then wear this and... Smack him around. Yeah. And she's like, how hard? <laughs> and it's a really great... Listen, if you haven't seen a scene in a while, go back and look at it because it is so fantastic. It's beautifully acted. Megan Mullally is giving it to us. Yes. She's living. And it's great. Grace is doing that thing where she's like ribbing a friend and you don't realize that this is actually hurting your friend. You think we're all just friends joking. And yeah. Grace is unaware that she is like really like ruined things for Karen. She she has no idea. She's like what to what to Grace is playtime. Yeah. Has actually really really cut deep with Karen. And you're so right. That thing of like when you're playing with somebody and you don't realize that you hit a nerve and you go too far in a loving, in you go too far 
in what you thought was a loving ribbing or whatever you got like that is real that yeah. happens man yeah i'm sorry for the past and i'm sorry for the future <laughs> of all those times when i have and will do that to you ditto thanks thank you So Karen is saying, I'm going to be the laughing stock of Manhattan. And she puts a button on this very emotional moment with a terrible line. Hate the line. Hate it so fucking much. Oh, Damn it. God. And she, she goes to leave the office. Because Grace says, it was just a joke. <clears throat> and, Karen and she goes, says, well, I have a joke for you. Knock, knock. I'm not there. And she walks out. Slams the door. <laughs> Like, it's so bad. Did you ever get in a fight with anybody in like a dorm room and like that person needed to storm out of the circle of pot smoking that you were doing in that dorm room <laughs> and that person gets up and goes to storm. We both went to theater school, FYI. And so the likelihood of this happening numerous times is high, um, even if we don't have specifics to recall. Um, and the person gets up and tries to say something. Cutting. Cutting as they walk, like leave you withered and it just fully fails <laughs> because they're that in college and they are not witty yet i'm sorry um that's that's this yeah that knock, is knock this. I'm, not I'm not there, there. <laughs> it made me laugh instead of going oh poor karen she's no, really upset yeah i was just but like the piano oh, music the piano music makes us realize that we're supposed to know that karen is upset right and so we head back to um, Jack and Will practicing the choreography for the ballet, mm-hmm. um, waiting of tables, which is basically they come out in like, I love watching this too. I've never seen anyone releve, but I love watching catering like do their thing. Swoop out in a yeah. line, single file, snaking through the room. Uh-huh. Knowing get- exactly what table and exactly what person they're serving their dish to. Like, get to your position, hold it with the three fingers, mm-hmm. the tray, and like... Releve and, and present. present. Um, and they're good. They're also good. And so, and and Will is like, hey, that's not so bad. It's pretty easy, huh? And he turns around and he says it to this other guy. And the guy goes. <laughs> I'm not really looking for new friends. I'm not really looking for new friends. <laughs> I shout howled with laughter. <laughs> that is so Fucking funny, because how, like, I mean, same mood. What a mood. What a mood. I'm not really looking for new friends. <laughs> tell you what. Tell you what. I went to a bar in Paris where there were people, mm. and um, I was sitting alone enjoying a beer, which was fucking great, by that the way. That sounds amazing. Um, And I was just kind of scrolling on my phone and also watching the crowd some, and this really sweet person came over and sat next to me and was like, Como ça va? And I was like... We survived well. Uh, I was like, I'm fine. Thanks. How are you? And she starts talking to me. She's really sweet. And she was like, are you alone? And I was like, I'm traveling alone. And so, yes. And then she, and she was like, you know, made conversation. It was really pleasant, really sweet. But then she asked me to come over to meet her friends, to like hang out with her friends. And I was like, sure. Because I didn't want to be rude. Uh-huh. And so I went over and socialized for like a minute and she introduced me to everybody and we went around and did like pleasantries and stuff and they're like, oh, you're American. And I was like, yes, I am. Yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm really sorry. Um, And uh, and then they were like, we're going to a party. Do you want to come? And I was like, 
I have plans. Thank you, though. And I totally lied. I didn't have plans. I mean, I did. I had plans to hang out Be with alone me. with you. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I'm not really looking for new friends. <laughs> Sorry, sweet, lovely uh, Parisian. Her name was Mary. And she was very, very lovely. And I did not want to be her friend. And that's okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. You know, in the 80s, we had like 10 friends. In the 80s, grownups had like a circle of 10 friends. And that's it. And they kept up with some people, but not a lot. And now we have like hundreds. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. I'm not really looking for new friends. Hallelujah. (laughs) I just, yeah, that was an amazing line. And um, so it turns out that the people who are here for this dinner is the ABA, which is the American Bar Association. And Jack goes, oh, awesome. Bartenders are such a fun crowd. (laughs) (laughs) And he calls it ABBA, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) ABBA's going to be here. ABBA's going to be here. And uh, Jack goes, yeah, but it's spelled really weird. There's only one B. (laughs) the ABA and Will of course loses his fucking mind because these are his colleagues and I can only imagine how humiliated he must feel like oh my god I just fucked up my entire career seemingly and and everybody knows and now they're gonna see me waiting tables yeah and that is so sucky right which is seen which is viewed as a downgrade and right speaking as a waiter sorry justifiably so it's a bummer yeah. And it's a damn good living, but it sucks. Yeah. He had a private practice. Um. So Will, Jack says, are you going to be a friend or are you going to bail? And Will, to his credit, stays. He and he tries. puts the little thing, he puts the napkin over his arm. Mm-hmm. And he immediately <sighs> runs into someone he knows. Immediately. His name is Brian Kelly. Also, Brian Kelly. Do we know Brian Kelly? I made out with a Brian Kelly once. Oh my god, fun. Mm. Not fun? Not towards the end. Uh-huh. Cool. Great. Super. <laughs> fuck you, Brian. Hope you're listening. And if you are, I got a message for you. It's fuck you. <laughs> I'm on my second vodka. Um, <laughs> um, so he runs into Brian Kelly, who is very obviously immediately a douche. Yeah, the, the laugh. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Fuck Ugh, you. Gross. Fuck you. Terrible, Uh, terrible, terrible man. So Will has a tray in his hand and he goes to a waiter that he's been training with for an hour or so. I said I wanted a crab cake, not a whole tray. And then he takes his napkin and he tries to shove it in his pocket. Tries to turn it into a pocket square and he goes, I'm doing some up close magic later. (laughs) Don't tell anyone. It's pretty, it's really great on Eric's part. Like, it's really funny. It's a really Um, good moment. But also like, I don't know. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. And like, Will, as we have found out, especially this season, um, is really coming into a fully formed character. And one of those huge, the like foremost characteristics of Will is that he is prideful. Proud. Fuck yeah. He yes. is a proud man. Nail on the head, Carolyn. Absolutely. And and that is, you know, it probably stems from having to prove himself every step of the way. It stems from fear. And fear, yeah. And I think that it's, it, it hits on something that's very true for a lot of gay men, which I've heard described as the best little boy in the world syndrome, where you have to be the best at everything because, because otherwise you will have no value because this giant component of you is so disgusting and so vile and so <sighs> shameful that you have to be as good as possible at everything else. And that's where, and that fear is what breeds 
that shame and like it takes a lot to work through and like this is a just textbook version of that for that is heartbreaking it's 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 very real yeah it's very fucking real like the need to be an overachiever so we're really seeing that manifest in him yes and like it's very clear that this is written by gay men you know yeah like I understand that this show is lacking in a lot of different queer perspectives, a lot of diverse perspectives, but this one perspective of a gay man of a certain age of a certain, you know, life is represented in a really truthful way. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) That's actually, I mean, I was thinking that along those lines, but of course I have no absolute basis to say anything about that so you know me pretty well though yeah and you know you're you're very you have a lot of gay men who are very dear to you and and who trust you and share stories with you like you you saw that and you knew what it was yeah yeah i did yeah thank you for that you know you know what you're looking at you stop you know what so so these jump cuts had me like whoa wait whoa wait this was a little bit of a sloppy episode yeah Um, the editing editing was strange yeah and I will also say that um, uh, a couple of the jokes I thought were worded kind of clunkily. And when I heard them... Clunkily. Um, like a little while ago, when um, Grace is trying to identify what he means by mature section, mm-hmm. he doesn't say the second one, which is, what we, which is what we just quoted. He says, that one. That one. And the second one, I remember thinking as I was watching it, yeah. I remember thinking, I was like, the second one would have been a funnier way to say that. Yeah. Like this needed, what's that called when they, when the script is written, but they call in a comedian to, or like a person who's kind of an expert in comedy to make it a little funnier. What's that called? I don't know. Tyler, help. Tyler does it. You've said it before. You know this term. It's like pump up or, or, or beef I don't up. Know. I don't know, something like some of those lines. Beef, it, beef it, it up. It needed to that. Beef it up. <laughs> beef it up. Where's Hashtag the beef? Hashtag beef it up. <laughs> Tyler Dean, can you tweet us, please, and tell please us help. what that is? Um, anyway, it needed to that. Huh. Yeah, I there agree. There were a couple jokes that were like... Well, Karen's in particular. And Karen's Karen's exit line. Knock, knock. I'm not there. I'm not there. Beef it up. <laughs> uh, so we immediately jump cut to... Karen in the mm. in sleaze bag, Ugh. uh, gross, porn place. Right. Um, and well we, decorated. This is yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's funny. It's um, disgusting. There's like a velvet tie dye painting on the wall. Ugh. It's so gross, and it's like this. It looks like a basement, but it's not. It's just like some seedy rented office at the back of some mm-hmm. building in mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know Brooklyn or something. Like yes. 90s Brooklyn, not now Brooklyn. Right, right. And uh, <clears throat> so we find out here in the scene that Delaney, he says, Karen Delaney, is that you? Yep. And it's like a 34 second scene. It's and short, yeah. He says, Karen Delaney, is that you? And she's like, age hasn't touched you a bit. And she's like, uh, yeah, well, you look like death. I don't know, whatever. It says it, she's like, it knocked you in the face with a hammer and left you for dead or something. Shovel. Shovel. Knocked you yeah. in the face with a shovel and left you for dead. I need a favor. And that's it. That's the end of the scene. That's the whole thing. We jump back to it, though. We, we do, but we jump back now to... These jump cuts that you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. It's just like, it felt really like... Clip, 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 yeah, clip, clip. To... Finish a scene. Yeah, it like... felt... 
It was it was different feel than most episodes. You're totally right. This is not how they do things normally. Mm-mm. I wonder if there was a different like DP or something. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Uh, so we jump over to the Waldorf Astoria again. Will is now sitting at a table full of lawyers um, next to Brian Kelly, who's a dick. And um, Jack has put on his his cater voice, uh-huh. which <laughs> I know well. Uh-huh. And and he's like, so that's two steak, two salmon, and one big fat chicken. <laughs> Looking and down at Will's Will. like, yep. Yeah. He looks shameful. He looks ashamed yeah. of himself. He does. And so Jack asks if he wants pepper on his salad. And he's tucked the long the lo- pepper mill like One of those really arm. long and he Italian restaurants. turns his body mm-hmm. in such a way as to clock Will on the side of the head with it. And Hard. whoever did the Fully. sound, yeah. holy shit, did they do a good job because oh. it really looks like he hits him so hard. And like... The sound is like, ah, ooh, ah, Jesus oh, Christ. His skull. Oh my God, he's dead. <laughs> like, it's so bad. And Brian Kelly notices and he, you know, he tells Jack to apologize and he's like... And Will, Will says, I'm sorry. And, he's and like, Brian's you. like, not you. And Jack does. He's, mm-hmm. He turns to him, I apologize, sir. And then he does it again. <laughs> yeah, immediately. And then we jump cut back over to um, uh, the sleazy porn palace. The sleazy porn palace. That's what I named it. Mm-hmm. Place. I just read. I just added an extra A. I'm adding A's. I'm adding B's. It's cumbers. It's palaces. It's <laughs> oh, I Will and Grace and vodka place. and vodka <laughs> and vodka. Yeah. Um. So the the porn man. <laughs> The proprietor. HR Pornman. The HR Pornman. <laughs> HR Pornman. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I need to get those out of circulation. And he goes, he does this bit I found hilarious. He doesn't have a computer on his desk, his desk or anything. So he, I need to get those out of circulation, is what Karen says. And he goes, oh, okay, let me just, you know, email headquarters. And he just goes, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just tickles me. It tickles me. And he's she's really like, taunting her, though. Yeah, he is. He's awful. Um, <clears throat> so she's. He says he doesn't know. They just sent them all to all the you know X-rated stores in Manhattan, and she. And he says that we only made fifty copies, and she's like, "I've built a big life for myself, and now it's ruined, and it's all your fault." And we're getting this real Karen, and it's really good. And he says, how about a kiss for old time's sake? Ugh. And ugh, it's so fucking sleazy and disgusting. And she's like, you know, I... And then she turns around, and he's no, like... No, she goes to slap him. She oh, holds up her right. hand to slap him, and he and she pulls her hand down and turns away. And he goes, see, you couldn't do it, probably because somewhere in there a fire still burns. And she turns back around and slaps him, and she holds and up her hand. slaps him good. She slaps him good, and she holds up her hand, and she's wearing a glove, and she's like, I couldn't touch that face with my bare hands. <laughs> I don't know where it's been. And it's a really fuck yes moment. Yeah, it really is. Um, and then we see Grace's office, where Grace, you know, she comes... Grace is just working. Grace is just... She's there, and Karen comes in, and Grace is like, I, feel, I left you a message. You know, where have you been? And... um. Karen says, I quit. Mm-hmm. And Grace goes, I don't care about this thing. It she goes, matter. over one, over because you were in one movie 
Or because I saw you in one movie. And Karen says, no, because the balance of power has shifted. <laughs> you looked at, you put me on this pedestal. You looked at me as a queen, etc. And Grace is like, okay. Uh, oh, yes, that. <laughs> you are right. There has been a profound shift. <laughs> so you're just going to see me as the woman in the video, a bossy, domineering harpy who uses her body to get what she wants. <laughs> God, that's aspirational, though. Okay. I know. Jeez. Goals. <laughs> Although I think I have the bossy and domineering part down. I have never once used my body to get what I Neither want. Neither have I. Not ever. <laughs> I can be domineering. I'm not. No, I can be bossy, but I'm not domineering. Yeah. No, I would never call you domineering. I'm probably in. I'm probably more domineering than I think I am, though, just by virtue of the fact that I'm a cisgendered white man. And like, it probably just happens just you are very tall. Right. And like, loud. And I will say also, like on this trip I was just on, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> Europe is just smaller. Like the spaces are just oh, yeah. littler, you know. And I noticed pretty frequently that I was the tallest. I was like the biggest thing in a lot of rooms. You yeah. Know? Except when I was like in a museum and there were statues to look at or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, I felt bigger than the Venus de Milo. <laughs> I didn't. She looks amazing, though. Oh, I'm so glad. She looks great. <laughs> I have a lot of nerdy, boring things to say about the Louvre also that I'll tell you off mic. Um, That's good because I don't think anyone else wants to hear <laughs> No, no. And if you'd like, you may. I um, do, though. I want to hear every single nerdy, boring thing you have to tell me. I did. Another benefit of following me on Instagram is that I did a one a day like Instagram photo dump um, that I posted permanently like mm-hmm. days one through ten that I did stuff and so you can see my whole trip. Is this the follow David on Instagram podcast now? Do you want it to be the follow Carolyn on Instagram podcast? No, fuck no. I'm not going <laughs> to let any of you follow me. It's private. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me. Yeah, follow David. I'm, I'm private. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... <clears throat> Karen says, I'm going to clean out my desk. And she goes over to it, <laughs> picks up, up a nail polish and says, no. okay, well, I'm done. And leaves. And she goes to walk out the door and Grace says, wait, 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 you may want to take this too. And she has a box. And this just looks like the sweetest thing in the entire world. She has a box of the 50 videotapes of, what's it called? Uh, next to godliness. <laughs> And um, she goes into this long tirade of how she had to go into every sleazy video store in Manhattan. And it's so good. She starts rattling off the names of porns. And there is nothing I love more than a good punny porn name. I love a punny porn name. I don't remember them right now. Nope. They're good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, go watch the episode. Yeah. We're here to tell you. Go watch Will and Grace. (laughs) And, uh, And Karen is just floored by this and yeah. she, it's so sweet and and grace says i'll see you as i always have a spoiled shrill gold digging socialite who'd rather chew off her own <laughs> foot than do an honest day's work <laughs> also like beep boop beep boop does not hold up uh shrill yeah bummer it's a terrible word yeah i don't like it but funny but funny. <laughs> in this context um so they hug and Grace hugs her for a long time. And Karen's like, God, stop it. When's your video coming out? <laughs> Sometimes when you do Karen, it really gets me. 
true. We've got the giggles. Friends, yeah. we haven't seen each other for 12 days. Like, this it's, is... It's too long. It's too long. It's too long and we're drunk. I'm we're not drunk. drunk, but we're, you know, two vodka. I'm pleasant. Yeah, I'm I'm nice. <clears throat> I'm warm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> so we get back to the Waldorf Astoria where Brian Kelly is bitching about not having his steak and he snaps uh-uh. at Jack. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. If you are a person who has ever snapped at a waiter, I want you to go to the mirror. I want you to look right in that mirror and I want you to take your hand and smack it right across your own face. <laughs> I want you to do that too. And then I want you to I want you to go to go to Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars and write a glowing review as penance. <laughs> yeah. I mean do that anyway, guys. Um And so Jack comes over and he like, I gotta tell you, I know this voice. Mm. I'm sorry, sir, we're shorthanded. Mm-hmm. You know? One of my waiters bailed because he has a weak constitution and is filled with fear and shame. <laughs> I'm so sorry, ma'am. We actually don't brew decaf. I'd be happy to bring you some tea. Uh, tea. Darjeeling? Or that's caffeinated, though. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't a, think... That's a black. I see. Um, mm-hmm. Blacks are usually caffeinated. Herbals are not. Mm-hmm. So I would offer a chamomile or a jasmine. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. Um, and he, he says this while adjusting the place setting. Uh-huh. And it's really just, expertly. Mm, it's just yummy. It's mm-hmm. it's Sean Hayes doing his best work, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and he clearly <clears throat> knows that voice, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he clearly knows what it sounds like to be like, Sir, I'm He's talking so at you through my teeth right now because you're being a fucking asshole and mm-hmm. I'm doing my fucking best mm-hmm. in a situation that is beyond my control. Mm-hmm. I once had a groom try and punch me in the face because I told him to go do his first dance with his wife. So I know the voice. Excuse me? Oh, yeah. One of her very first weddings. Ever. Punch you? Yeah, he, he was super drunk. And they were outside, and it was finally time to do the first dance. And I went outside to tell him, and he turned around with his fist raised at me. Yeah. And yep. I- Because I was like, hey, go do your first dance with your brand new wife who you just married a few hours ago. Well, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I've got some stories. Um, so anyway, the asshole stands up and he calls Jack a nobody. Mm-hmm. And Will says, you know, he starts getting really pissed. And um, Will says, you know, this job isn't easy. And of course, the just, he's taking a tone with them. Yeah. And he's like clearly thinks he's better than these people. And 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 Will says, Jack, you don't have to take this. And, and Jack turns to him and says, I clenched work. Teeth. So yes, I do. I'm working, so I do. Honest I, I have to I have to stop here for a second. Yeah. Because like Jack has through so much of what we've seen so we've seen so far has been so frivolous and so irresponsible and silly. Um, And he's not not all those things in this episode. He's still Jack. But he's a person and people have to do their job. And 
he is so much wiser and so much more mature than Will is in this episode. And he just, he gets to be important. Finally, he gets to have, he gets to have what he does for a living looked at with dignity through the lens of the audience of Will and Grace for the first time, not the first time, but like one of the first major times that were asked to have respect for him. Um, And I love that. I love that yes, this happens for too. him when he when he when he clenches his teeth and he says, "I'm at work." So, so yes, I do. I do. That is true. Yes, I am a waiter, and like you work weddings all the time. I'm at work, so yes, I do so, have to take yeah, it. Yeah, I do. That is part of the job. <clears throat> it's part it of the sucks, job. and I might bitch about it later. But right now, mm-hmm. my job is to take it. My job is to fucking. Sometimes you have to grab your proverbial proverbial ankles. And let it happen. Heavens. <laughs> <laughs> Not the metaphor I would choose. <laughs> well. Well. Uh, yeah, I mean. Different. <laughs> I can think of so many instances in which I was talked to this way about things that I honestly have no control over. Like that there wasn't enough tonic water. Right. Okay, well, I didn't... I didn't buy it. No, I didn't (laughs) buy it, and it is my job to make sure that it's there, though, because everything falls on the wedding planner's shoulders. So, you know, you just have to be like, okay, I will let catering know, no problem. And then they come up again, and they tell you again. And you're like, you told me five minutes ago, we're taking care of it. And it's just, it's so difficult. Well, not for, for me, but it is like... I mean, then I get home, and I talk to my husband for one hour straight without stopping about all of those things and to be just to be clear like most of my events are perfectly fine and I but there's always something and there's always someone um I'm reminded of New Year's Eve this past year Mm. in the restaurant where I work where it was a just utter shit show and like you know you can do your best you can tell people like you were overbooked right we were overbooked and yes. understaffed. And, um, you know, you can do your best. You can tell everybody, like, I am so sorry. Like, I'm going to be honest with you and tell you what the situation is. It doesn't matter. Sometimes, you know, the the customer's just going to be fucking pissy. Yeah. And the person that they blame is the, the person that they're looking at. Yep. And that is often the waiter or the planner or the catering captain or yep. the bartender or the host. Okay. Ooh. We're getting into takeaways territory. We are. You're right. We should. We should Let's finish, finish the, the episode. episode. We're so close. Yes. Sorry. We're so close. No, I did it too. I'm not that sorry. <laughs> Turns out I'm not sorry at all. No one's sorry. No one's sorry ever. Um, so Will, of course, comes to Jack's defense and says, I'm a pepper because that's what Brian Kelly was calling him. Like a dick. This is a lot of Dr. Pepper jokes also. Because mm. he's called Jack Dr. Pepper. Mm. So funny and, then it's and clever. Like, I'm a pepper. Is there a fucking like motorcycle a... rally happening outside? Yeah, our neighbor really loves his motorcycle because he is a tiny dick. Okay, well, sir, get past it. Um, <laughs> we have work to do. Um, uh, so, um, Will says, you know what? I'm a pepper. And he's like... and. He admits he's a waiter and he's working and he goes to the back and he and Jack go to the back and in in a delicious uh, uh, 
retribution <laughs> to this, which we could never do in real life. Jack says he's put, lax- put laxatives in Brian Kelly's soup. And Will goes, oh, that's awesome. And Jack's like, don't get too excited. I put them in yours, too. <laughs> <laughs> Which Will deserves. Deserved. Yep. So. Um, so then, end of uh, that scene, and we are back in the apartment. Will's apartment. Mm-hmm. Grace comes in. You will not believe the day I had. And he says, you go, because I'm sure I can one-up you. Mm-hmm. And they go back and forth the components yep. of the day. The Waldorf. The porn stores. The law school classmates. They groped by a mayor. <laughs> the laxative soup. And then she says, okay, I have Karen actually doing work. And she puts in the fetish film. And they both jump at the whip crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so funny. And Will goes, okay, I fold. And they cheers. And End of episode. End of episode. I have a problem with that. I Why? have a problem with the ending. Tell me, Matt. Because she told Karen that she had that Karen was in possession of all the copies of it. Mm, that's true. It's a little bit of a betrayal. A little to bit. have to have one behind her back. You're right. Like yeah, well. if you're gonna do the magnanimous thing, do the mag- do the magnanimous thing. True. Yeah. Like I I mean Grace isn't gonna use it to blackmail her yeah. or anything, but it's still like maybe she's just like showing it to Will and then she'll give it to Karen later. Yeah, let's choose to believe that. Yeah, let's, let's not choose to believe the the meaner things. Yeah. End of episode. End of episode. Oh, honey. What hey, are your Marius. takeaways? <laughs> takeaways. Um, well, I mean, as you said, we kind of already got into this a little bit, but I think my, my number one takeaway is that um, having respect for all professions is important. Yes. Because everybody that works, works hard. Um, hmm. Well, that's not true. I would <laughs> say that a lot of people who, your baristas and your McDonald's workers, are they're working a lot harder than people who sit in an office all day. Definitely. Physically. Definitely. Um, speaking as a person who has worked in the service industry for a long time, like, I've, I've done the Starbucks thing. I've done lots of different restaurants and like people that work there are of two different minds about people with office jobs. One of, one of those mindsets is I'm so glad that's not me. I don't think I could deal with that. Sorry. You're watching. Karen is, Carolyn is currently watching me struggle to swallow a burp and I'm like really trying <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> um, uh, so you either feel like, I don't think I could live like that. Like, that is not for me. I'm so glad I'm a server instead. Or you think, man, it would be so much easier if I could just go to my job and sit at a desk from nine to five and then go home when it was time to go home. Both are valid. Like... <clears throat> I, I, so yes, my takeaway is, um, I also would like to, to point out for a moment that, um, uh, the stigma around fetish workers and sex workers Mm -hmm. is unfair and times have changed since this episode, obviously. And I don't, I don't know if mainstream, like 
primetime NBC has changed enough for uh to to be less shaming of a of a of a fetish film or of a kink today but certainly you and I can sit in this room and say like there is nothing wrong with somebody doing a fetish film there is nothing wrong with someone doing a fetish film and also there's a market for it there's a market if you can make that money make that money yeah. porn is a bajillion dollar industry so right um bajillion is the shaming shaming the people who work in porn and fetish and kink and whatever it is like shaming those people is ridiculous because literally everyone has watched porn and everybody shut up if you haven't because they're a liar right and also like you're missing out give it a shot it's fun oh sure yeah um i in no way endorse you know uh, There's a lot of revenge problems. porn. No, God, like, no. But and th- and, and there are a lot of problems in the porn industry itself. Um, but that um, I encourage everyone who would like to watch um, a documentary series, even just the first episode on um, Netflix called "Turned On." Oh yeah, Rashida Jones's yeah, Jones yeah. Jones's. Jo- how, do, Jones. how do you say the apostrophe? I feel like the the like her vehicle, Rashida's yeah. vehicle, uh-huh. uh huh, um, to highlight sex and porn and mm-hmm. fetish and all sorts of things. It's really fascinating. It's super cool. Yeah, and and there there's a lot about how women are taking control and and demanding better treatment in the porn industry. So, um, so that they don't have to end up like shocked when they're. You know, the video that they didn't think was in circulation is right. in circulation. Yeah. What's your takeaway, Kara? Woof. <laughs> um, all of that. Uh-huh. Don't be a dick to waiters. And there's just, there's no unskilled labor. And um, think, like, the average fast food worker is 32 years old. Um, the, it's, it's not unskilled. You 32. have to be. Um, you have to be skilled to work in this. And for the people who are screaming at their podcast app, it's none of you. I know that. No, none of you who listen no. to this actually believe these things. No. <laughs> but for You're those of awesome you who people. believe like, well, if you want to get paid more, get a better job. First of all, look at literally anything statistic wise about what it's like to be poor in America. And number two if every waiter and McDonald's worker and Panera worker and uh, car wash guy and valet, valet and garbage man, mm-hmm. if they all decided one day, you know, fuck this, I'm going to school. Who's serving at your restaurant? Who is? Who are you gonna go treat like shit? Right. Also, raise the fucking minimum wage. Yes. Like, well, we had so many feelings, and and uh, also like. We need, like, if you, first of all, if you tip poorly, that's wrong. Yeah, 20% every time, no matter what. At least. And if you don't, if, so, but in that same vein, if you don't see what is wrong with the tipping culture in America right now, you are not paying attention. Rooted in racism, I know, it's shocking. Deeply rooted in racism. And, like, it needs to change, it needs to get better. We all need to do better. Will and Grace. Will and Grace and Fonko. Uh, respect for all professions. Um, also, 
FDR's whole thing was like, you can work one minimum wage job. Mm-hmm. You can whole point. support a family of four. That, that was, was literally the, whole point. the entire point. And it hasn't been raised. It has been lost. It has been so in lost. In years. It's... <sighs> anyway, read a book, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Say something silly. Say something um, unimportant. Uh, next week is or this week is the season finale of Will and Grace season nine. Yeah. So we only have one chaser left. Yeah. But I've really enjoyed the new season. It's been super fun. It's been a blast, and I'm so glad it's here, and I'm so glad that it coincided with um, our project. Ditto, right? Yeah. God, it's so wonderful. Uh, 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 audience, we got a little ranty today. We did. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for sticking with us. And I hope you uh, uh, either commiserate or, you know. At least listen. At least listen and, and maybe think a little more. And if you have questions, my DMs are open. Mine are not. Carolyn's are not. <laughs> Will no, and Grace and Vodka's are. are. Will and Grace and Vodka is always open. Please, Yeah, tweet at us. We love it. Yeah. Talk to us. Tell us things. Only nicely. Please. And, uh... Is that the end? Yeah, I think our podcast is over. I think it's over. Um, Goodbye forever. <laughs> thank you for listening tonight, uh, day or day or um, other time that hasn't been invented yet, but that you're so high that you have discovered on your own. Um, wow, you guys, that's amazing! Congratulations. Um, if you don't already, please follow us on all social media. We are available on Instagram, Twitter, and at least for now, Facebook. For now. <laughs> um, at Will and Grace Pod. And if you like what you heard, please keep in mind that we haven't seen each other in 12 days, and that's why this episode is so long. But... It is one of our longest to date. <laughs> I'm looking at the clock right now. <laughs> um, if you like what you heard, please do rate us and review us. It really helps us. Um and if you don't have anything nice to say, don't th- say anything at all. Yes. Listen to what your mother said. Snaps for that. Um, uh, shout out to our executive producer, Sasha Gerritsen. Yes, and PJ Hankey, the genius behind our theme song, who we love so much. Thank you for everything you both do for us. We love you very much. And our vodka drink this week. CH Vodka over ice. Delish. It's so smooth. Um, And that is that. The end. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.